God. <laughs> you know, I've told you people, I next should probe pastor. Every Sunday, he will give those children sweet and chocolate. And I told you people, he was sowing. And God said, what a man sows, he will reap. So if there is an election in this church, you can't win, no. Unless the children are not voting. I think the elders council should come up. This suite every Sunday should be probed. Auntie, since you are retired, that's your first assignment. We are setting up a pro panel to look at the suite giving every Sunday. Do you see the children? They said the pastor who loves children more than adults. Come on, let us celebrate the man of God. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Please, okay, just be seated for a minute. Um, last week, we started a word. God gave us a word, which we, I, I titled, Go Create Something, but I like the way the man of God uh, interpreted it. He then changed it around and uh, said, so, go create something. I think he added that to it. How many of us remember the message last week? Amen. Okay, how many of us have pondered over the message since last week? Truthfully. Truthfully. Pastor uh, Uncle Toons, God gave me a word for you. That kitchen business, go back to it. When I was studying, go back to it. You know what I'm talking about. Go back to it. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So I have very little time and I'm going to try and see how I can just quickly conclude the word last week and then go into the word of today. And I want to do both within 30 minutes. So stay with me a bit. Last week, our key scripture was found in Genesis, or it's found in Genesis 1 verse 1. It says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The second verse says, the earth was without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. In verse 3, God commanded there to be light, and there was light. Now, this message was further reiterated by the man of God on Wednesday. And I always like the perspective that God, uh, pastor brings to the word. Now, let's remember that the first attribute of God, which was introduced to us, as we said last week, is God's ability to do what? Create. Hallelujah. God's ability to do what? To create. Now, if you are not creating anything, then you are not a good, true child of God, your father in heaven. And in Deuteronomy 8 verse 18, Amplified Version, it says, But you shall remember with profound respect the Lord your God, for it is he who is giving you the power to make, and in bracket, create wealth. Create wealth. So if you're looking for wealth, which is beyond riches, then you know that God is the one that has the ability to create. And he goes on that he may confirm his covenant, which he swore solemnly promised to your forefathers as it is this day. So, 
Stop complaining about the situation in Nigeria. Get up and create your own wealth. One of the things I took out of what the senior pastor shared with us on Wednesday was the perspective he gave verse 2 of that Genesis 1. Let's go back to it. It says, the earth was without form and void. And darkness was on the deep of the earth, or on the face of the deep. But the spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. What he said on Wednesday was that the earth had a problem. But God did not shy away from the problem. God faced the problem. The problem is that many of us were running away from our problems. A lot of the problems, let me tell you something. Not all the problems that you are facing is home trouble. It is God that orchestrated the problem so that you can be promoted. You didn't hear me. Not all the problems you have were sent from Imodi where I come from in Ijebu. Some of the problems were created by God so that he can show himself strong on my behalf. So stop running away from problems. Sometimes, in fact, most times, you've got to embrace the problems because that is where your opportunity lies. If Pharaoh, if Joseph did not go to prison, he would never have met Pharaoh. There were many prisons in Egypt. Why was it the prison that was in the palace that he was taken to? He could have been locked up in the prison of Potiphar and nothing would have happened to him. He would have been interpreting dreams until he died. <laughs> the fact that you have talent doesn't mean that you are going to succeed. Power without control is zero. So when you get faced with a problem, look for God within that problem. Man of God, thank you, sir. Not every problem is bad for you. Some problems, like we said, they are good for you. Amen. Like I said in my notes, I said not all difficulties are created by devil. Mm. Regardless. So, stop complaining. Come praising. Stop complaining. Come praising. In whatever situation you find yourself, the opposite of complaining to me or the opposite of praising is complaining. If you are not compraising, you are complaining. Hello? Are you still with me, church? Are you still with me, church? I said in my note that the Lord God planted in um, Genesis 2 verse 8. He said, the Lord God planted a garden eastward in Eden. And there he put the man where he, he had formed. God put you in Nigeria that he formed, that he has formed so that you can grow and flourish like a plant tree. But if you do not, you see the opportunities, do not blame God. Two quick points and I'll move on to the topic of today. One. You must turn every adversity into opportunity. 
Every adversity you are facing, you must turn into opportunity. If life throws you a lemon, make what? Lemonade. As much as you can think of it, your destiny lies in your adversity. And I can preach a whole sermon of this. I know a young lady, and she told me this story. Whenever she's pregnant, her pregnancy is so bad that she can't work for nine months. She can't do anything. She's always throwing up all over the place. She actually stops work. Before we started working remotely, she had been working remotely because she was so good at her job, but she just had this challenge. So while she was at home, and the second thing she couldn't do, she didn't like cooking. Can you imagine a wife that doesn't like cooking? And everybody knows, her husband knew. So they hire a chef that she can do everything, no, she just doesn't like cooking. So her last born, while we were there, she was at home and there was a chef. And she was thinking, this chef, you just make food for me. What can I do? Is this all we'll be paying you for? And guess what? She started taking orders from people. She started taking orders from people. Oh, you're at work? Can I deliver? The, after my chef has made my breakfast, can make work for you. Guess what? And this is not a story. This is true life. Today, the business that she owns, one of the businesses that she doesn't, that's not her main business, turns over three million a day. One of these is our bringer. True life. And somebody knows who I'm talking about. True life. She doesn't even go to the business. A day. Ogami. Three million a day. The cash flow is unbelievable. She said... One day, she went into the kitchen and was frying pancake for her children. And her children get, eh? Mommy, you can cook. They've never seen her in the kitchen before. Somebody that doesn't like cooking is making three million naira a day from something she doesn't like. And you like something and you are still complaining. I'm not joking. Serious, honestly, this true life. On a bad day, on a bad day, to do 1.8. That's during fasting. They do 1.8, 2 million. On a good day, 3 million, sometimes 3.6 million a day. Number one, turn your adversity into prosperity. Number two, quickly, give me um, Matthew 14, 28 to 29. Matthew 14, 28 to 29. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. 29. And he said, come. And when Peter had come out of the boat, he walked on water to go to Jesus. Is it in your Bible? 
people of God answer me. It's in your Bible. Let me tell you number two. For you to go create something, step out of the boat. Step out of the boat. Until Jesus walked on water, Peter had the belief that the only way they could get to the other side by remaining is, was by remaining in the boat. Now, let me tell you something that you don't know. Can you walk in a boat, in a canoe? Can you walk? Why? It's too small. Step out of the boat. The ocean is waiting for you to walk on it. Why are you confining yourself to a boat? What is the purpose of the boat? To take you to the other side. And God is telling you that that boat that you are carrying around, that boat that you are treasuring, that boat why you are not coming to church, that boat why you are not praying, that boat why you are not serving me, is too small for you. It's time for you to step out of it. I don't know who I'm speaking to. I don't know. But this morning, in conclusion of the word last week, and in conclusion of what the man of God also, the perspective he gave it on Wednesday, God is saying to you, Peter, come. Peter, come. Help me preach to two, three people. Say, Peter, come. Look for somebody else. Say, Peter, come. Step out of the boat. Anyway, the boat is too small. There are how many disciples in the boat? And you are all sweating. You are looking for. Guess what? The whole ocean is your world. Why are you sharing a small boat with somebody? Somebody. This morning as I speak the word of God to you. On today, today our pastor's appreciation. Just be bold. Step out of the boat. You know why? Jesus is telling you this morning. Come. Let me end this aspect with Romans 8 verse 19. Romans 8 verse 19. It says, for the earnest expectation of the creation, eagerly, eagerly awaits or waits for the revealing of the sons of God. There's a world waiting for you. There's a generation waiting for you. There's a problem that is waiting for you. There's a big thing that is waiting for you. All you need to do is step out of that boat. And the Lord will help you this morning in the name of Jesus. Amen. I said amen. You know, the man of God and I were speaking and we were just, you know, he was saying some, he said something on ways. He said, I wish you could deal with this thing at an all night. And some of you in this church, you have never uh, witnessed um, retreats. Our retreats. These are the kind of things we take to the retreat. And we dissect. Am I right? Yeah. And we come back. And guess what? We saw the results. Maybe man of God, we need to walk back to those days. So if we have a winning formula, let's go back to our winning formula. Am I right? 
Are we doing for a retreat? You said? You are doing what? You are thinking about a retreat. Are we due for a retreat in Grace Assembly? <laughs> Pastor Dumbia, uh, step out of the boat. Are we due for a retreat? How many of you want a retreat? Let me see your hand up. When we call the retreat, you will come. We are due for a retreat. Let's go and talk to ourselves. Because the formula worked now, Pastor. In those days, we were, uh, things were happening. I my are from the you got your daughter from, oh. Yeah. Hallelujah. Come on. If that's all we got out of this, we are going to go back to the retreat. Amen. Come on, let's bless the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Now I'm going to go to the word for today. Pardon me. All right? I just need, felt we needed to finish that. Um, how do, where do I start? Where do I start? Ooh. As we have, Father, I want to thank you for the grace. I thank you for the word that you have given to us. I thank you for the next one that we are going into. Lord, I pray that the word that we hear will not stand against us in the name of Jesus. That, Lord, it will propel us to our destiny in Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Okay. Now, let me look for where I will start this word. How many of you have been bothered about what is going on in the body of Christ? Really, truly. How many of you? In the recent past, the wake of uh, the, the crash that happened recently. And okay, how many of you have had to defend the church? When people come at you. Have people come at you? And you had to defend the church. Even though some of the happenings. Or the happenings are not particularly in your own assembly. But they categorize all of us as one. And especially we who belong to the Pentecostal. They feel that we are the ones that have no boundaries and have no, uh, you know, we just don't have decorum when it comes to the things of God. And love, we, yeah, we don't show love. And only on February 14th, we address the issue of love. This morning, we are going to address this thing because Bible says that this is the pillar and the ground of truth. Uh, we cannot shy away from these things. We must be able to speak about them. So, what am I going to do? Now, as we have biological parents, we also have spiritual ones. And there's a text that I'm going to read shortly which will tell you uh, about spiritual parenting. Okay? So, in... 
First uh, Timothy 3 verse 15, Amplified Version. This was Paul writing to Timothy. He said, in case I'm delayed, so that you know how people ought to conduct themselves in the house of God, which is the church of the living God and the pillar and the foundation of truth. This morning, I want to read also from 1 Timothy 5.17. And it says, the elders who perform their leadership and duties well. The elders who perform their leadership and duty well. Underline the well. Okay? Because we are going to now examine what is the mark of a leader performing his duty well. Are to be considered worthy of double honor, financial, financial, financial. Uh huh. So it's in the Bible. I'm showing sure you this in the Bible. Amplified classic. So uh, 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 if you are blessing your pastor or your pastors, it's scriptural. It's scriptural. Man of God, I. You know, I came here and I spoke last week. I thought too about what happened to me. And I got a f- number of people who called me and gave me gifts. And I'm not putting people on the spot just to thank them. And I, I'm sorry if I'm embarrassing you. I'm not looking in your direction. Kola and Morisola offered me a spa treatment because of my back. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Sister Dukwe met me in the car park and somebody was harassing me. Sister Dukwe just said, go to her shop. Pick whatever you want. Now, it's not just the act. It's the thought that matters. I want to thank you. Sister Dupe. And all the others who called me and sent me, or even goodwill messages. Thank you. Okay. Uh, me, um, Dickness Ogunari, thank you. You too, you called me. <laughs> She's already eyeing me. <laughs> thank you very much. Uncle Toons, thank you so much. Called me on Sunday night to find out how I am. And every other person. Mommy, God bless you. I love you. You know that. So he says, especially those who work hard at preaching and teaching the word of God concerning eternal salvation through Christ. So on a day like this that I have the responsibility of preaching the word of God, I ask myself, is there any mark for spiritual fatherhood? What is the mark for spiritual fatherhood? And that mark is found in 1 Corinthians 11 verse 1. Reading from the King James Version. 1 Corinthians, read with me. Be ye followers of me, even as I am of who? Any church that you go, that the spiritual father is not following Christ, don't follow that person. 
the hallmark of a spiritual father is that he's following Christ. And only then can he invite you to follow him. In first, let me read from the New King James Version. Give me the New King James Version. It says, imitate me just as I also imitate Christ. There's no other foundation that can be laid except the one that has been laid by Christ Jesus. So, don't confuse yourself with all that is going on. These are signs of the end times. All you need to ask yourself, where, I'm, where I am, is my spiritual father following Christ? If he's following Christ, then I will follow him. That's what the Bible says. But if you belong to somewhere where the spiritual father is not following Christ, no matter how anointed he is, you are in the congregation of the dead, oh. In, in, in uh, the, pas- is it the Passion Translation? The Passion Translation. It says, I want you, child, children of God, church, grace assembly, I want you, this Pastor Femi, probably speaking first, first person, I want you to pattern your lives after me, just as I pattern myself, mine after who? after Christ like I said you can and must only follow spiritual fathers to the extent that they are following Christ and I have absolutely no apologies for saying that I have no apologies for saying that when the work or the action of your spiritual leader conflicts with that of God, there is no debate as to which you must choose. What we are doing here, we are not programming you. We are preparing you for heaven. That is why if you leave grace assembly, we don't fight you. We don't quarrel with you as long as you are still in the body of Christ. It is not about denomination. It is not about church. It is about you making heaven. And that's what this church is all about. You know, Thus says my Lord, and I'm reading from Zechariah 11.4.5, Amplified Version. It says, thus says my Lord, pasture the flock, doomed for slaughter, whose buyers slay them and go unpunished, and those who sell them say, blessed be the Lord, for I have become rich at the expense of the sheep, At the expense of the sheep, and their shepherds have no pity on them nor protect them, 
from the wolves. Thank God that's not what is happening in this house. The church will hold its leaders responsible. And we as the leaders, we must hold ourselves accountable to God first and to the people second. A higher level of accountability is now demanded of us. Why? Because in John 21 verse 17, he said to him the third time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? Peter was grieved because he said to him at the, the third time, do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. And Jesus said, the mark that you show me that you love me is by feeding my sheep. Are you being fed in this house or not? I, are you sure? You are not, if you are not sure, don't say it. Are you being fed in this house or not? If you are sure that you are being fed in the house, shout hallelujah. Contrary to the widespread notion, there are still many leaders in the church in this age that are still feeding the sheep. You are not sure whether you want to clap or not. Contrary to what people say to you outside, lampooning the body of Christ you go back and tell them that yes we may have some problems but I can tell you that there are still some shepherds who are feeding the sheep now let me draw your attention to something it is one thing to feed the sheep it is another thing to feed on the sheep It is one thing to feed the sheep, then it's another thing to feed on the sheep. In this church, we feed the sheep. We don't feed on the sheep. I say that boldly. I say that boldly. We don't feed on the sheep. If we were to feed on the sheep, we won't be where we, we will be. Diff, you know, there'll be many things that'll be happening. There are many things that we do not take, we do not do, we do not accept here under the leadership of Reverend Dr. Femi Paul. There are shortcuts in ministry that you can take. There are options. A, B, C, D, E, all the above. Um, you know, I'm glad that in Grace Assembly that we have a spiritual father that feeds the flock. Sometimes I say, why me now? Because um, I'm unarguably I can say that I'm the closest person to him. So I see him when he's strong. I've seen him when he's broken. I've seen him when I, I'm even saying to myself that I, where, where, where next are we going? I've seen him give 
to the point of nothing. I can't share a lot with you because some of you, your faith will shake. I'm telling you, if I tell you some of the challenges we face, your faith will shake. Sometimes I come and I'm thinking, how are we going to even solve this matter? And he comes here and he delivers a blistering sermon. <laughs> Who does that? And I'm thinking, until we got here, he and I were talking about how to solve a serious problem. How? Is this the same man that just preached this sermon? You know, sometimes you tell me that Pastor Holmes, you don't, you know, you don't come and look for me. You don't tell you the truth. I'm afraid of you. <laughs> I'm afraid of you. He's my, I'm the closest person to him, but I'm afraid of you. You know, sometimes when he says certain things, you see him as a pastor. I have to see him as a pastor. I have to see him as my brother. And I have to see him as my friend. So the dilemma when he's speaking to me, I'm saying, okay, who is speaking now? Because when he speaks to me like a brother, he can be infallible. So I can say, bros, ah, no, we can't do that one. Ah, bros, we can't do it. Then when he's speaking to me as a pastor, I have to say, sir, because I need to understand in the spirit what he's saying. Even before he lands, I have to be ahead of him. It says, Pastor Yons, on a Monday morning, me, I'm preparing for my walk. And then he comes he starts with, uh, let me take one minute of your time. <laughs> and he has never taken my one minute. At least I know that one, 45, one hour. <laughs> so, pastor, I'm wearing my trousers. <laughs> yeah, pastor, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm wearing my shirt. So I'm buttoning my shirt with one hand because the other one is on the phone, then he usually ends with, I'm sorry that I've taken so much of it. <laughs> what am I supposed to do? <laughs> Say, that's fine. <laughs> do you tell your boss that I have to go? I can't. Now. And I understand his dilemma. He's looking for who can I talk to? Can I unburden that I'm sure he's there. So anytime he calls, it, unless the thing is so important, I suspend everything. And until he says he's the one, maybe in all our conversations, maybe I've told him twice, if it's up to three times, that pastor, I have to go. Until he's ready to release me. That's my work. That's why I'm here. Okay, I said I was going to finish quickly. So, someone who 
um, so I said, someone we are following, just as he follows Christ, someone who preaches the word in and out of season, someone who has taught us, like Christ, to bear our trials and tribulations. One of the things that I say to him, you know, I pray this year, and my prayer this year is that God give me the grace to even give more. God give me the grace to give more. My wife is a giver. She can give anything and everything. Me, sometimes, you know, I was born, I'm an Ijebu man. <laughs> so, <laughs> we are natural accountants. <laughs> so I'll be, <laughs> but I learned something from him. He says, no matter how small the biscuit is, we must share it. So when people come to me and say they need something, I ask myself, what will he do in this situation? He will find a solution. I'm not exactly where. He was one of the people who inspired me in the early days of this ministry. He gave out cars and I saw and I said to myself, Lord, as long as I live, I will give out cars too. <laughs> Please, who, who are the people enrolling for Jesus Academy? I think Pastor Colin. <laughs> now, you know, trials and tribulations we've been out there the bottom has dropped one of the things he's taught me is faith no matter how much you get it wrong Christ is the foundation go back to that foundation and that's one of the things he's taught me and I believe that he's taught many of you like Christ we must keep soldiering on and the person is our own set man that I'm talking about. Pastor, Dr. Reverend Olufemi Paul. Let me, let me drive it home. Let me take a few testimonies. And I spoke to a couple of people in church. Permit me to just take a bit of your time. Multimedia, can I have my video? The first video I sent to you this morning. We are speaking. No, the video. Good morning, Pastor Femi. I'm so sorry that I'm not in church to share this message personally, but I'm sending you love and appreciation from far away Hong Kong. Um, what can I say? I just want to appreciate you. I just want to appreciate the man that you are, the pastor that you are, the leader that you are. Thank you, Pastor, for being like a really true spiritual father. I told you last week in the midst of all the controversy, that has been um, swirling around the body of Christ that we are really and truly blessed to have you as our pastor. You are a rock. You are there for everybody. You are there for all and sundry. Sometimes when I have issues, you say, eh, but you didn't tell me because you bear the burden for so many people so effortlessly and one doesn't even appreciate that. You yourself might be going through things, but you don't wear anything on your sleeve. And you have just been there constantly, you know, 
as true spiritual father in every sense of the word. Pastor, I just want to appreciate you. Thank you for caring. Thank you for being a blessing to me. Thank you for being a blessing to my children. And, you know, I just want to appreciate you that we, we really do have a home to run to. You know, when we're following you as you follow Christ and you epitomize being Christ-like because the Bible says that God is an ever-present uh, help in the time of trouble. And that is what you have been to me, an ever-present help. I'm not saying that you are God, but you are God-like because when I call, you answer. And you pray, you give your time, you give your substance even unto me. I thank you, Pastor, and I thank you for being there for everybody. Indeed, you are a true spiritual father. I told you that in our church, we don't have spiritual orphans and we don't have spiritual bastards, only spiritual children, legitimate spiritual children. Thank you, Pastor. You are so appreciated. Love you loads and enjoy your special day. Bye. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Sister Bola. I also took time out to find some people who would like to buttress what I'm saying. And it's their testimony, it's not my testimony, so you hear from them. Please welcome Minister Jide Lafihon. Praise the Lord. Well, um, first and foremost, let me say happy birthday once again, Pastor. And um, an opportunity like this is there for us to thank you for all that you do. Personally, I'm sure a lot of people know me here that I don't patronize people. I just like to relate to people the way it's supposed to be. Thank you for whom you have been over the years. I just want to share one or two things that happened to be my encounters with Pastor. In 2015, 2016, when I had my issues on the job, I gave out a loan to somebody that Pastor Yominos is manager. Some things went wrong with the principal. And I was asked to proceed on recovery suspension. And I was on suspension for 10 months. No pay, nothing. Now, that's not the testimony. In fact, the fallout of that is that I had to refund 12 million naira to the bank. Now, if you know what 12 million is in 2015, you know that I lost money. But that's not the issue for today. I didn't tell pastor until the second month because I thought it was something I could handle on my own. And so when I called pastor that morning, I said, pastor, there's a problem here. He said, Jide, come to my office right away. I said, I came to Grace Corporate and we sat down together. He said, what happened? And I told him everything that happened. I gave out this loan, this, that, and went on and on. For a minute, he went black. And then he opened his mouth and said, Jire, I don't even know what to tell you. But one thing I want to assure you, that this matter will not end the way they think it's going to end. 
I held on to that and we prayed together. I could see when we were even praying together, holding hands. I saw the passion with which he was praying for me and he kept repeating. And even after that, every time I spoke to him, he kept telling me, Jide, this matter will not end the way they think it will end. And I'm very happy because it did not end the way they thought it was going to end. Because Pastor Youngs, if you remember uh, what he told you, he had written me off. He wanted me out of the bank. If I Pastor Yomi intervened and he said, no, if it's that point, forget it, he's gone. And a couple of years after, this is me standing. And I'm not just standing. I am doing for the bank now what I enjoy doing the best. Because what happened after that was, the bank now, when I, after I recalled me, my 10-month salary was repaid. They took me out of that department and took me to another place. That a year later became the most important department in the bank. Because the bank was already in deep shit, we, we, we had to write off so much loan as it took me to remedial and classified assets. And then a year down the line, the same bank appointed me as the team lead for recoveries in sub-Saharan Africa. And I was traveling all over Africa. The bank was paying me to do what I enjoy doing. I love traveling. And I would, anytime I had to go to Senegal or somewhere, I just walk in there, go and take my Easter codes, and off I go. And I remember the very first trip. I sat down at the airport in Dakar, and I sent Pastor a text message. And that takes me to the second encounter. At the retreat, incidentally, we're talking about the retreat. At the retreat, so many years, I don't remember which year now. I just got to, I, usually I'll come from the office very late, the program would have started and all that, and as I was driving into Redemption Camp, my wife said, Pastor said you should see him once you come, and I said, okay, no problem. So after Friday evening's program and all that, as Pastor was stepping out, I blocked him by the road, I said, sir, Roken said you said I should see, he said, oh yes, you they come, so he took me aside. He said, I see how hard you work and how much you cater for your family and what you do to put food on the table and all of that. He said, I don't know how it's going to happen. I don't know whether you remember this pastor. He said, God is going to remember you and possibly he's going to give you a job in the United Nations and you'll be traveling all over the world. So when I had my first trip to Dakar at the airport and I was coming back, I sat down at the airport, tears in my eyes. And I sent Pastor a message. I said, that prophecy that you gave, I'm traveling all over Africa for now. <laughs> and you remember that just about two weeks ago, when we were talking, I still remembered you this. I said, sir, you said the world. I've been traveling Africa. Now the world is the testimony. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So drive home the point. Um, I know his then boss and when I discussed with him he said Pastor Holmes call him call him you know when Pastor gives you an instruction like that so I called his boss and I said I'm calling you you know after night I'm calling you because of blah 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 ah you're mutilated I just sent his name this morning 
He's amongst the people that they're going to ask to go. So I called him back. I said, this is what the guy said. He said, call him back. Tell him that he that sent the name. <laughs> if he has the power to send the name, he has the power to bring the name. So I called him again. The only thing I didn't say was that my pastor said. <laughs> I said to him, I had to wear his own conviction. And I said, you have the power. If you had the power to send the name, you have the power to bring back that name. Ah, you're mutilate. They are going to announce the number of people and his name is among them. Ah, I said, oh, Lesheyeo. Go back. Why? Me, I couldn't go back to him. <laughs> How can I go back to him and tell him? <laughs> and you know when pastor wants something from you, he's on your case. How many of you testify? <laughs> he's on your case. So anytime my phone beeps, ah, pastor, your home. And you know that's when he takes his most official mode with you. Ah, you know that? The other times can be Oloye. Then when I know Pastor Yoms, I know that. <laughs> oh God, deliver this thing. So when he said, Pastor Yoms, you haven't given me a feedback on this matter. I said, oh God, I don't have, <laughs> I don't have a feedback. You know what? We'll keep on praying. We will declare that it's not going to happen. When the guy called me and said, Yomi, I pulled back that name. And you know, pastor will tell you exactly what you will tell the person. You know. Tell him that Jide is a good man. Tell him that Jide is one of the best people they have in their bank. He doesn't know another person. <laughs> but you know, the belief he has in you, the, 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 the desire for him to go to battle with you. <laughs> Sometimes, okay, the reason why people don't tell you Things auntie told you if she had told you, you could have been sleeping in Lagoon because he won't let it go. You understand? Sometimes you yourself you are thinking, mm, is it, Am I right? Does anybody is that your pastor? He is the one that is asking you, Have you done on yesterday? I was supposed to go for a scan. And for some reason or the other logistics, it didn't happen yesterday. By the time I saw my text and I saw his name, I knew what he was going to ask me. Pastor Youngs, how did this can go? <laughs> <laughs> and if I waffled, the next thing he will tell you, send it to me. You understand? You know he knows a lot about everything. So he'll be able to tell you that, you know, Pastor Youngs, I've just seen this. Versus C5. <laughs> Don't get me into trouble this way. <laughs> if I were to ask you, if in any way you have followed, there's an example of Christ that you see Pastor Femi following, that you have followed, and you were to give a testimonial. Let me see your hand. If in any way, Anyway, 
that there's something, there's a walk that he has walked and you are following in his steps and it has given you results. I can't call all of you now. God knows your testimony. What? You want to insist? Hallelujah. Okay, one person. Just one person. Yes, one person. I'm sorry we're taking a bit of time. One person. Praise the Lord. Happy birthday, Pastor. I want to say to this church, you don't know what you have. I am barely two years or so in this church with my family. When Pastor Yomi came to do Thanksgiving for his birthday, he just went distressing loans. And I came out here and we prayed. He prayed for us. When it was very difficult, I ran to the pastor. For the first time, me knowing that you can go, because I thought as an accountant, I have it all. I mean, I can't make mistakes. I had made plenty of mistakes. He took me in, mentoring me for the first time. I've put through lessons, lectures, trainings everywhere. But I've witnessed mentoring for the first time. And sincerely, I've got peace. Everything he said, some have happened, some are coming to pass, some were waiting for to happen manifest. I have peace. One thing I will say is what one of the pastors says something said, if the way he walks, he walks with integrity. You will wonder whether his shoes get to the floor. Help me to thank God for this man. God bless you, sir. Thank you, sir. Grace Assembly, I leave you with a charge this morning. As much as you see Pastor Femi Paul following Christ, let's follow him. Today we celebrate a man passionate about the things of God. We celebrate a man who has chosen to be God's vessel, even in the face of unbelievable challenges. Grace Assembly, please join me in celebrating your set man of the house, your pastor, your leader, your spiritual father, Reverend Dr. Olufemi Paul. I leave you with the final scripture and it's found in John 12 verse 26 and I read from the Amplified Classic version. John 12 verse 26 If anyone serves me he must continue to follow me to cleave steadfastly to me conform wholly to my example in living and if need be in dying and wherever I am there will my servant be my servant be also if anyone serves me the father will honor him Amen. this morning I'm a software engineer at Amazon and are you following Christ?
Who's your example? Who's your mentor? This morning, just take a minute, speak to yourself. Are you following Christ or you are following man? There was a script, there's a something that Pastor sent to me uh, early in the week. Please, multimedia, share that thing with me. Share that thing with me. Pastor sent it. He says, When a church becomes more loyal to their leaders than to the word of God, they become what? He sent it to me. Many pastors will show you this. Many pastors will show you this. Many pastors will not even allow their assistant to preach this. Because many pastors want cults like following. Let me tell you, when you get to heaven, that's when you know. It's not by the size of the church. It's not going to be by the size of the miracles that were wrought. It's not going to be the size of the branches that you have. It's not going to be the size of the TV ministry that you contain. It's going to be by the size of the love that the shepherd shows to the sheep. I want us, we're going to pray for him later on. But just one minute, you just want to ask yourself, Lord, I want to follow you. Just like my pastor is following you. I just want to follow you. I will close with this hymn, this song. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided. dedicate ourselves to you oh God today that we'll follow you and there's no turning back we commit ourselves to you father we pray for your servant also who has decided to follow you we're following him as he follows you father show us the direction in the name of Jesus as we walk strengthen us in the name of Jesus despite the challenges that we have let us walk steadfastly until we receive that victory and we receive the crown at the end of the day. Thank you, Lord, for in Jesus' mighty name we prayed. Amen. Amen. We're going to take a hymn. Uh, it's titled Ore Ofe Ong. Ore Ofe Ong. Ado.
life. You have been blessed this morning. I need you to bless the name of this Lord, this God of grace, the God that gave us a spiritual father that feeds us and does not feed on us. Come on, be a blessing. Come on, hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Please be seated.